You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue on with our coverage of Lost. We are into an epic three-part finale of season four. Can you believe it? I certainly can't, but I'm going to pretend I do because this is where we're at today. And if you're listening to this one today, the other two episodes have also been released today, so you've got a lot of listening to do. So just skip part past this bit. It's the crap bit where we try and be entertaining when we're not really. Uh, part one of There's No Place Like Home. This is the 12th episode of the fourth season, if I haven't already mentioned it. This aired on the 15th of May, 2008. I was literally about to say it was written by Jack Hurley, Saeed, Son and Kate, but then I realised I was reading the wrong column. Uh, it was written by Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cues and directed by Stephen Williams. And just like we have done with all the other finales, we're not doing this all in one ban- bunch. We're doing it all separately because we want the ratings points, apparently. I don't know. My name is Ben Jimin Linus. I believe you're looking for me. <laughs> Uh, my name is Noah, and uh, they're referring to us as the Oz Network, and it's not the best branding as far as I'm concerned, but it's catchy. I thought you were going to go... We'll see you on the ground. You're going to go with mm, rodents. <laughs> I was disappointed. You don't have a quote and mm, rodents. What episode was that from? I forgot. Uh, the one with the rodent. <laughs> the iconic Lost episode with the rodents. Um... Can you believe that we are here? We are at the finale of season four. I mean, God, this for a short season, it's taken us about eight years. But, uh, you know, here we are, uh, finally here. It feels like only yesterday we were talking about the epic finale that was last season. But uh, it's a bit different this time around, isn't it? We didn't have to stretch through 58,000 bad episodes to get here. We only had to sit through about four of them. So uh, there's no place like home part one, Noah Groves. Uh, that, that famous... Uh, quote from the Wizard of Oz: "There's no place like home, part one. <laughs> no, there's no place like home, part one. There's no place like home, part one." Um, uh, firstly, I just want to say that I need the gas masks because I think the poison gas has been released in my house, and uh, the sickness that's been plaguing the freighter is plaguing me. But we must push on. Um, yeah, uh, this time last year, we last season, we would have just been past Stranger in a Strange Land, but now season four is just zoomed by. Uh, we can thank partly the writer's strike for that. Um, but uh, Lost, Lost does finales so freaking good. <laughs> like, the Lost finales are next level beyond all TV, like, we, we, Exodus was just great and then uh, Live Together Die Line it's like oh they did another good finale then we had Through the Looking Glass which is just groundbreaking and then this I put it on and I wasn't taking notes not, not because I was being lazy because I just got so sucked into it and before I knew it I had watched two episodes of the finale and I was just completely completely invested in it like I was watching it the first time like this this finale is just as epic as all the other Lost finales. It's like a movie, and it's it's just that good. It really is. Um, part one is kind of a little different. Like they they kind of asked the network if they could have an extra episode, so 
part two and three definitely feel like one kind of piece while part one is maybe like a, a prologue in a way especially with the flashback forwards but it's just through the looking glass it's one of only two three-parters in lost history but it's just so good i agree i i i i agree um <laughs> i don't know why i was suffering there but um yeah i think kind of as a whole yeah definitely would say lost is the best tv show for season finales absolutely i mean oh, yeah. 24 was on a good run <laughs> um you, you know <laughs> but i think kind of you got to a certain point with 24 and all of a sudden it was like eh you know, because I think the seasons were just waning at that point. But, uh, I mean, again, different different kettle of fish. At the end of the day, you knew 24 was going to have to end on a bang because it was just all in one day and everything. And, you know, they were renowned for ending on kind of very over-the-top cliffhangers. But, I, I, yeah, I would, I would say out of all the TV shows that I've at least watched in my life that I love, that I, I know of, I would say Lost would be the best and then probably 24 just behind it. Um, because, yeah, I think it's kind of the scale of, of what they do with this. And obviously at this point in the show now, I mean, they know sort of where they're going a little bit more than previously, I guess. And, um, you know, with these flash forwards that we talked about at the beginning of this season, the end of last season, just setting a whole new dynamic for this show. And I, I love kind of just seeing like this rescue situation. Like I, that's something that I was very much looking forward to seeing. I remember watching this for the first time, like, how do they actually get rescued? You know, what, what's what's happening to them and kind of everything along those lines. So I also love this whole setup here that we're about to get to, like where they're doing the, the press tour. And finally, the, the writers of this show are like, hey, we can actually use Hawaii for once. <laughs> uh, and that flash forward at the beginning, and a lot of this is set like mere days after the on-island stuff, which is kind of mad to think about. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that they take it back to really the beginning of the Oceanic Six uh, and give us that kind of set-up before we get into the, the follow-up next episode. Um, but, yeah, how they can build up to these finales and make six six movies, basically, for the six finales is just mind-blowing that has everything a finale should it's action-packed emotional funny dramatic it's always got that same theme the finale theme uh it just kind of puts all the best elements of loss into one tense two three hour episode so this one scores just as well as the others and we even have claire so (laughs) (laughs) just thought i'd add that in there so as always i guess we'll do the flash forwards separate and this is kind of a a different one because we sort of got it spread out all over the place so i'm just going to take a leaf from the page of our besties over at lostpedia and stick to the order that we sort of have here so um obviously it's kind of spread out throughout our 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 characters here um but we we begin with our two pilots uh they're rubbing a rabbit's foot uh what does he say like oh you know bad juju or something like that uh bad mojo uh, having these, in all fairness, the, I think this guy's kind of right because, like, in the space of these three episodes, <laughs> you know, these are, are people who survived a plane crash and then they crash a helicopter as well. So, uh, just well, wait to wait till they're in another plane crash <laughs> in the next scene. Like, wasn't that wasn't that um that 
meme or something I shared with you or you shared with me, and it was a picture of Jorge Garcia on a plane going, like, I have a bad feeling about this flight. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I get on a plane with Matthew Fox, first of all, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Matthew Fox. There he is. Uh, and secondly, be like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm getting off. I'm getting <laughs> off that plane. He's drunk there just flying. But that's what he's doing. That's what Matthew Fox is doing. He's just flying backwards and forth between Sydney and Los Angeles. LA to um, so we meet uh, the Oceanic representative. Her name is Karen. Of course it is. Um, <laughs> I like Karen. I think she does a good I job. I agree, but uh, played by TV's Michelle Forbes. Now, speaking of 24, I don't know if you remember her. She was uh, Lynn on, I think it was the second season. She was uh, David Palmer's like assistant. She was the one who kind of cottoned on to... Uh, the plot uh, that the president was basically being, um, you know, framed for. Uh, and he, she basically got, like, pushed down some stairs and died. <laughs> so, shouldn't laugh, but... Don't remember Lynn. Yeah, that, that's Lynn from uh, 24. So, there you go. She was also in... The Lynn. The Lynn. She was also in The True Blood. Uh, I'm seeing here. I don't really remember who she was in True Blood. But also, uh, Daytime Emmy Award nominee... For her time on Guiding Light between 1987 and 1989, where according to Wikipedia, she was on unknown episodes. So they don't even know how many she was on. Uh, <laughs> too many to count. Too many to count. Um, when are they going to bring back Guiding oh, Light? Overdue. I mean, that's probably still, or is it still on? I was going to say, it's probably <laughs> still on, isn't it? Um, I mean, if it's a soap opera, um... I don't know what Guiding Light is, but it sounds great. It's, uh, is it still on? Um, no, it ran to 2009. Uh, oh. Oh, no. Damn it. It was, uh, it is the world's longest running drama in television. Uh, what? so... Oh, overlap... Sure. Oh. We ran from 52 to 2009, overlapping a 19-year broadcast on radio. With 72 years of radio and television, <laughs> it is the longest-running soap opera ahead of General Hospital and the fifth-running longest program of all time. Only American country music radio program, Grand Ole Opry, uh, and the BBC religious program, The Daily Service, the CBS <laughs> program, Music and the Spoken Word, and the Norwe- Norwegian children's radio program, Lord Agaspatarnaim have been on air longer. Uh, coming soon, the Lord Agaspatarnaim recaps to the Oz Network. Bring back the daily service, I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. On radio. No, I, I'm, I'm a fan of CBS religious program music and the spoken word. I don't know if radio counts when you're counting how long something's got. Mm, yeah. Do we respect radio drama? Well, I mean... <laughs> The Brink was a radio drama. <laughs> Bad joke. So it's... I reiterate, do we respect <laughs> the qualifying lap? Um, so anyway, uh, TV's Michelle Forbes here playing Karen. We like Karen. Um, she uh, gets up and basically tells everyone what's happening, that they're about to land, uh, that their families are waiting for them. They don't have to speak to the press. And uh, Jack basically says, no, we'll do it. Uh, she then says that everyone's referring to you as the Oceanic Six, saying that, oh, we don't think it's good for marketing, but, uh, you know, it's kind of catchy. <laughs> uh, and, it's great for marketing. And <laughs> then um, what does it say here? Jack's saying like, oh, you know, if we don't know the answer, we'll just presume we're in shock. And sounds like, we are in shock. I love Sun. In this yeah, episode. Sun's great. Like, star of the episode. <laughs> we are in shock, Jack. Um. <laughs> but, like, I kind of just love 
Karen's demeanor here. Like, you don't have to speak to the press if you don't want to. Like, again, if the Malaysian flight that's been missing for, like, five years <laughs> right now and six people showed up and they're like, oh, you don't have to speak to the press if you don't want to. <laughs> Not how it works, Karen. Uh, <laughs> they're going to find out a way to chat to these people. They're going to be, like, the most famous people in the world. Um, I feel like the Malaysian six is a bit confusing. <laughs> these people aren't Malaysian. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, is, is Karen, like, is she, is she a media? Is she PR? Like, is she just somebody they've shoved on a plane? I feel like Oceanic doesn't have a very good media team, to be honest. Who, who is Karen? Who, who is she? This is, this is that meme. She's the public relations representative. Oh, what are her theories? Karen started the meme of Karen. <laughs> uh- <laughs> she is, she is basically a Karen. She really is. Oh, Karen has- Karen has a theories page, but she's not. She's not got any theories. <laughs> she has a theories page, but she has no theories. Okay. Yeah, but there is a whole like sub thing for staff of Oceanic <laughs> Airlines. I wonder if we would ever get but, Michelle. Yeah, she's Forbes. the public relations. Public relations, Karen. But ever get Michelle Forbes on the show? Like Michelle, what was your ideal role you've ever played? Was it? Lynn in 24? Was it Dr. Sonny Carrera-Lewis in Guiding Light? Or was it Karen in Lost? <laughs> definitely Karen. I feel like the six could definitely... I know you don't have to speak to the press or something, but, you know, these shows like a current affair, and I feel like they offer big bucks for exclusive interviews, so... I mean, I'd be making a dime off this plane crew. I mean, God, yes. I mean, Oceanic obviously give them a lot of money. I'm only talking to... Fox News. Yeah. But remember remember <laughs> the whole Beaconsfield thing when basically they were all fighting to speak to both of them and they end up getting like a million bucks each from Channel 9 and Eddie Maguire flew down to Beaconsfield to do an interview with them. So, you know, I, I'd be I'd be exactly the same. I would, I would milk the shit out of that. I would get every cent I could get from anyone. And I don't care if people thought differently of me. I'm going to milk... I'm a, I'm a podcast host living the in Invercargill, all right? Like, I don't have money. TV, movies, got a podcast. Who would play me? I've done this before. Radio show. <laughs> radio show. Uh, We've been to Beaconsfield. Yeah, we we did. We saw the mine. We <laughs> took a photo of it. Oh, good times. That was nearly two years ago now. No, Jesus. Time flies when you're not having fun. Um, so they land, and again, like in all seriousness, the the crew must have been like, "Oh my god, we can actually film in Hawaii," because you see. This uh, military plane landing, you see ac- the actual Honolulu in the background. They don't have to make pretend anymore. Here they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't look like Hawaii. <laughs> That's green screen. I've been to Hawaii. <laughs> the one, this was filmed on the studio. The one week they were in Los Angeles. The one week they were in Australia, <laughs> basically. Um, so they all leave and uh, they get off the plane and who's there? Oh, it's all the families. Oh, I love it. It's Hugo's parents, son's parents, Jack's mum. They're all there. Poor old Kate's alone and poor old Saeed's alone. Uh, what I don't get about this, Kate has a dad. Did, oh, oh, like dad, dad, not dead stepdad, dad. Like- and not really her stepdad, but still her dad, uh, who she likes. And I, it's a powerful scene when she's alone and Saeed's alone, but and Hurley brings in his parents. It's really not sweet, but at the same time, you have to imagine that 
there's a few people for Saeed and Cage. Do you or... think that the cops should be there just arresting her? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, Nathan Fillion should be making... Yeah, where's Nathan? Where's TV's Nathan Fillion? Where is he? <laughs> um, uh, we've not seen Jack's mum since season one. She's not quite oh, iconic wow. as her, his dad. Do you think, like, in all seriousness, like, th- these, these six are the most famous people in the world right now. Nathan Fillion's watching this. So, like, you know, we had the most random episode before about her getting married. So, where is he? Like, what's he doing? Where's TV's Nathan Fillion? What's he doing right now? Yeah, you do have to think, though. The cops probably would be there. He doesn't watch TV. He's too busy being Nathan Fillion. Um, I like it when, is it Hurley brings Saeed in to get a, get a hug for, for from his parents. Sweet. It's kind of nice. Um, and, yeah, poor old Kate's just... Hugging the baby and yep, my baby. Seeing son's dad just gives me like anxiety yeah. because it's just it's spot on with the type of character he's playing. Yeah, he's, yeah. from experience, it's the first time we've seen her mum in a while too. Or did we see her this season? Mm. I don't think so. No, right. uh, so we had the press conference. I, I like the press conference because I love the explanation mm. of how they kind of show the plane and this is where they washed up. Um, and then you see yeah. like the photo of them on the beach, which obviously you'll see kind of in a couple of episodes as well. So yeah, I think it's a really good way of doing it, uh, to actually explain sort of what happened. Uh, and also like the little, uh, the bit where they say there was a, a typhoon basically that washed up a fishing boat, including a survival raft. So they've definitely gone out of their way to come up with a pretty uh, good story here, the Oceanic. <laughs> Um, I do love the press. Very imaginative. I always love a good press conference on a TV show. <laughs> like just <laughs> and you notice it's the same people asking yes. the there is, the question. There's no sense of order here. Like Karen's not doing a job. Like I've I've never been to a press conference which it is that shouty. Generally, when you're in a room like that. There is actually a sense of order, and there's also like generally a PR person who is there looking. You put your hand up. Public the, relations care. Yeah, public relations care, and they generally put like no one's shouting. Um, I I like uh, the theories for reporter number one, who is the male reporter. So it's reporter number one works for Widmore. <laughs> Otherwise, given how many reporters wanted to ask questions, how is he permitted to ask the first question <laughs> and multiple additional questions? Oh. Uh, maybe because they didn't want to pay uh, five different actors, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, considering there's like 50 in that press conference, they're all just like stands, <laughs> like, you know, just gone down the road to the local Honolulu shop and gone, come on, Gary, let's put you in Lost. Um, These reports are just the most over-the-top <laughs> And what is, like, the hard-hitting questions, right? You've got six people who have been missing for 108 days. The world wants to know what's happened to them. What was it like when the plane hit the water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fox News. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I'm really, really upset because I was so excited for this episode because... I'm misremembering. There's an extended scene of this press conference, and Jack says, "Oh, the six of us swam out." Or a reporter says, "Oh, it was just the six of you." Says, "No, three of us, three of them died on the island. One of them was Charlie Pace. 
uh, he drowned. There was another. That was named in the Libby and I watched. A third one, Boone. Yes, that was definitely the one I watched because I'm like, Boone! It was not in my book. <laughs> Korean Netflix did not have the enhanced version. And I remember watching it and was really dis. I went back and watched it again because I. Did I fall asleep for a second? <laughs> They can't have right, boom. boom reference edited out of the, <laughs> edited out of the Korean Netflix version. That was definitely in mine because the first thing I wrote down on my piece of paper is Boon can't even survive a fictional yeah. story. Like <laughs> <laughs> Boon's been cut out of my version. Oh, poor Boon. Um, yeah, so well, that was definitely in mine. There's one here saying that um, there's a, another one. This wasn't in mine where a reporter says, having been trapped on an island for the amount of time, they look in remarkable health, and Hurley asks if that question is directed at him. Uh, that was in mine! It wasn't in mine! Okay. Really? Really. Oh, my God. Jesus, what's going on here? We're watching... God, this is going to get awkward when we start recapping different episodes. <laughs> so you didn't get that scene where yeah, Boom was, was asking the question in the audience, going, Jack, I'm still alive. <laughs> She asks uh, Rackle Shake and Hadley says, uh, I think you're talking about me, right? And everyone laughs. And then she says, well, speaking of you, uh, what are you going to do with the money that you're going to get? Man? Well, I, I got to that bit. Um, and then I love how he's like, I don't want it back. I don't want the money back. And then there's no follow-up. Like, he's just like, it's cursed. And then all of a sudden a Korean lady stands up and asks a question. And it's like, wow, these journalists are great. Like... What curse, Hurley? What do you mean? Is you referring to the plane crash? Is that the curse? Do you believe it's your fault? Like, come on, Fox News is there. News.com.au is there. Clickbait. Oceanic 6 Survivor believes it's his fault. Like, that's where it's going. I love the, the background voice when the <laughs> Korean reporter speaks. <laughs> Someone translate what that girl said. Racist reporter in the background. Don't speak Korean. Can you imagine being at a press conference and then saying... Just shouting at another reporter. Somebody translate what that girl just said. I want somebody to like be like translate translate. Bleh, I'll speak properly. Translate what I'm trying to say. Uh, somebody speaking like Korean. Say like somebody translate that for me. No one understands Korean. It's like what? It's just it's an ongoing circle. Um, the other thing is, I think there's a bit of an inconsistency here because I don't think Sun's dad knows about her English, right? That's true. That's a good point. Son translates. She learnt on the <laughs> island. <laughs> but again, like you so. have to ask the question again. Like, why is Kate just allowed to sit there? Because then all of a sudden they bring up like her legal issues, and then Karen her steps legal in. Case. Her legal issues are off the. T- <laughs> why? She's a fugitive. That's the only thing <laughs> Karen does. Like, like in all fairness, if. Martin Bryant is getting transferred on a plane and it crashes. And all of a sudden, 108 days later, there's this miraculous story of him being one of the survivors. You know, people are like, oh, that Martin, he survived 108 days. Oh, bless he's got little socks. Like, no. And gave birth. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, they're like, I love how they get there and they're all like, you know, oh, and so you were this amount pregnant and then when you were on the run, and it's kind of. Does anyone actually question Kate's pregnancy? Because, like, the cops, it wasn't just our... Like, it's very easy to prove. But, like, exactly, our field marshal guy, our US marshal, wasn't the only one, like, is he the only person in all of America chasing <laughs> Kate? There's no records of her on any system at all except for him, and he's died in the plane. How convenient. Talk to, uh, 
Oh, God. What's his name? Ray Mullen yes. from Australia, who lived He's with her father. for a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's one arm. He like, did you know? Maybe I'm making this up, but I swear they they shared an alcoholic beverage at one point. <laughs> right, I mean, that was like the third episode, wasn't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom was in that episode. <laughs> Except it was cut out of Noah's because he didn't see it. Um <laughs> Yeah, they were just like, you know, talking about this and then, um, and what was the other one? Oh, like they asked, oh, any chance any of the other survivors might be found? Oh, that one question is Saeed. Any plan to go back to Iraq? <laughs> no, nothing for me. Racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is that even a that question? That is true. The only question Saeed gets is, could there be other people out there? Yeah. Well, it was also, I reckon that one reporter is the one reporter in Iraq. He's like being let out. Like, you know, like, Iraqi, breaking news. Hello, I am Iraqi reporter. We asked a big question to Saeed. Will he return to Iraq? News at six. I feel like there are so many things you could ask. So. <laughs> How many people you did you sleep with at the quest. bloody island? <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. I know it leads into the lie thing, but if we're really nitpicking, it's like, well, if they survived, then why not? It's got here on Lostpedia, so it says that question to Hurley was on an extended rebroadcast on the on the 29th of May. But then it's got underneath, this information was revealed in the Enhanced episode aired on the 29th of May, which says about the whole Boone, Libby and Charlie situation. Um, so did you get the Iraq question as well? Because that's... I only got a question about would there be any more survivors? Oh, so yeah, well this is obviously in the extra bit that I had saying, you know, will you return to Iraq? And he's like, no, there's nothing for me in Iraq. Um, so... I'm disappointed that I didn't get this full press conference because I was waiting for the Boone reference and then oh. missing Saeed question. Any any reference to Boone is just... It makes the episode a buy straight away. Um, I do love after the press conference and they just like saunter off and in comes Karen. Um, it's like, hi, Saeed, there's a woman here who knows you. Now, I'm sorry. Like, Okay, I know this is Nadia. Great. We'll get to it in a minute. These are the most famous people on the planet at this point, right? Like, they are going to have weirdos. And I watch Manifest, all right? There are weirdos in Manifest who are chasing after these survivors, all right? Lots of them. They're, like, they're treated like a religious cult, okay? One thing Manifest weirdly does better than Lost, all right? Like, I love how Karen is basically... Don't say that. Either. I love how Karen is like, there's a woman here who wasn't on the list, but she says she knows you. Walks out, there's like a thousand groupies. Ah, oh, Saeed, I love you. I want your babies. Like, and it's just... Karen lets her in. I like that they're just, they're just being kind of let free as well. Like, they're not being then escorted back to the mainland. And we've got to do this. We've got to do that. Just... All right, go home now. <laughs> See you guys. Here's your twenty million. Does it? Do we know how much they actually get from Oceanic? Is that ever disclosed? I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's a lot. Um, how how shitty are all the other people back in the island? When like in the finale, when like Kate and uh, Miles and all that fly home, Lapitas, they end up getting some extra cash. Um, so yes, uh, the woman who's there waiting for it, it's Nadia. Oh, you know what would be so much better in this scene if he hadn't fucked Shannon for like a season and a half and said that he was in love with her. Like this should be on Desmond Penny levels of ah, but instead it's just kind of like hi. 
<laughs> like, and, and, and no, she's about to die as well. It's just like it's such a disappointment because it really should be on the same level. Like, it just you know that he's a cheating little bastard. Fucking Shannon, <laughs> just you know. Oh, I love Nadia. I'm traveling to see her, and then oh no, that's a hot blonde chick. I mean, they were only on the island for like a hundred days. Well, I mean, that's not even three months. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh. geez, poor Nadia. Like, <laughs> and in her death, she probably didn't even know either. Oh. That's why she doesn't show up to the church at the end. She's like underneath the floor. She's, she's salty. She's banging, banging on the door. She meets Shannon in heaven. Like, oh, wait, I know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> she, she should bang Booners, remember? <laughs> hey, that's a good call. All right, we we're gonna get her back on the show, and we're gonna get her in some (laughs) hole on the show. Uh, Now you two do it. Do it right now. (laughs) It's the new radio drama. It's the new (laughs) the new guiding light. Uh, Hotline. (laughs) Ah ah, boot. Ah ah. Do you have a pen? Alright. Anyway, it was funny up until about ten seconds ago. That's often heard on this show. Um. Meanwhile, Sun is uh, back in Korea. She's going to see her father. Uh, I love badass oh, Sun. Sun's awesome when she. This is the birth of badass. Oh, son. badass Sun is the best. Uh, She's so good. And basically, here he just says, "I got a lot of money. I know you hated gin. I bought a controlling interest in your company. <laughs> Fuck you." <laughs> that's so good. That's essential. Sun from pretty much the rest of the show is. Saeed's about to become a bit of a wimpy bitch, but Sun's kind of taking <laughs> taking his spot. Sun, the new Saeed. Uh, yeah, she who would have ever. She thought? will also have sex with a blonde woman um, <laughs> in a tent. She badass Sun. It just works so well. It doesn't feel forced no, or anything. Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's great. I want her to start speaking at funerals. I didn't know. Uh, gin before I get it all in. But then I did. Well, she did. <laughs> um, so, yes, basically she says once she has the baby, then she's going to discuss plans for the company's new direction. Ho oh, oh, ho. Drop mic, son. Um, we then have Hurley showing home, and uh, the house is deserted. There's a coconut rolling on the floor. Picks up Jesus' statue and then walks through the door, and there's a surprise party for him. I love his mum. What is he like? Jesus is not a weapon. Uh, <laughs> um, and I just, I just love um, the the just stupidity of his parents, like holding this island party, and then when like Saeed and Nadia and Kate are there, and basically like, oh, they just don't get it, do they? Um, and I love, I have to say, um, I love Jorge Garcia. I think he deserves a lot more credit than he often gets. But there's one line in this one when I think it's really bad acting when he sees like Saeed and Nadia, and he's like, oh, you guys are here. Um, just the way he <laughs> says it. Um, I'm so glad Saeed calls out the theme of the yeah. party, though. <laughs> what are they thinking? Uh, what does his dad say? Like, you guys talking about Building hunting boars? <laughs> oh, but then oh he, he redeems himself because he makes... It's like, oh, I've got a birthday present for you. And he's finished the car. And, oh, it was like a little tribute for him. It's so sweet. Gets in the car, there's a rabbit foot on the keychain, and as he's about to turn the ignition, what happens to be on the odometer? The numbers. Dun, 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 dun! That's my General Hospital or whatever the fuck that show was called. Twist. Um, Guiding light. 
thank you. And then Hurley gets out of the car and just runs. I love running Hurley. <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not actually being mean. It's just running Hurley. He's kind of funny. Uh, and then... <laughs> I'm not being mean, but it's kind of funny when this guy runs. Uh, and then we're at Jack's dad's funeral. Now, okay, slight problem here. They thought Jack was dead, okay? Did Jack's mum not have one of these already? Like, did did she wait? Was she just that hopeful that Jack was alive? I, I feel like they've already had a service for his dad. Definitely. Uh, but Jack gets but what I he want... wants, our hero. <laughs> I have to do this for you. Oh, we've already done it, Jack. Uh, I, maybe this is a bit... We're a fun-loving podcast. Maybe this is a bit dark, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen? Well, I wasn't in the meeting. <laughs> it was me and Karen. <laughs> did you take a roll call? She's our new PR. Prison. <laughs> um, do you, the Malaysian airline people, obviously Jack was missing an airplane. Do you think they've had funerals for the people involved in those plane, in that plane five years ago? Oh. They would have had some form of service, yes. Um, I think they... They could still be out. Oh, of course. I'm, and I'm, I, I don't question the fact that some uh, of the some families would believe that. Um, but that's where... I, I, th- I doubt they are. But, but that's where it's obviously incredibly hard for them because you don't have that closure. Um, yeah, like, I, I... While we're on the fun topic of death, um, when I went to the 9-11 memorial in New York, there's like a whole section there of like this wall where basically they can't get every body part out of it essentially they can't identify people and it's pretty much alive like they have to have a medical examiner guarding this area because it's just basically human remains in this section so there would be numerous family men not just like those sort of things there'd be many events where you would never have the remains brought back so i'm sure they had some form of service um, if you did and you're listening to the Aussie Network, text us in and we'll have a chat with you. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, funerals are expensive. And I guess the difference with Oceanic is we've more planted the fake plane. So all of those families, and I imagine a lot of like families would have been on the plane, couples. A lot of money spent on fake funerals going on. And what about all the bodies in that plane the fake plane like what you know again we i think we discussed that didn't we like hey that's my auntie she's in that plane again she wasn't in that plane Um. (laughs) i hope that malaysian thing gets solved in our lifetime because a for the families and b i hate mysteries that's why you like lost (laughs) i hate mysteries i'm not going to say i hate mysteries that aren't solved because then some well what about this in episode 14 (laughs) Uh, I agree with it's you. It's just let's let's get some answers. Talk, talk about bad PR though for an airline. For fuck's sake, they lost one plane, and was it like three months later that other one was shot down over the Ukraine or Russia or whatever it was. Like they obviously don't have Karen. That, well, imagine them. if Karen was working for them. Like holy <laughs> crap! Like I mean that that is just like the worst luck in all. Yeah. Wow, that is just. Jeez, bad juju. was wild time. Very. I remember waking up to that second one going like, this is not real. Like, have they found the other one, have they? And then it was just like, what the actual hell? Um, would you fly Malaysian Airlines? I'm a sucker for a bargain. <laughs> it's true. 
Um, I, I would, just because, I mean, again, one thing's bad. The fact that two the things happened strike. like three <laughs> times. I flew um, yes. AirAsia X to Malaysia a couple of times, and then that was one of the yeah. ones that crashed off uh, Bali, I think it was, that, that one of them went down. So I think that's the only airline I've ever flown where they had a crash not long after I flew them. So... We all have to go eventually, and if it's on a plane crash... More chance of uh, dying in a car accident yeah. than you do in a plane. So more more chance of dying listening yeah. to the Oz Network than you do uh, Roger Moore. Imagine <laughs> if you were on a plane crash, in a plane crash, and you had your pop he- headphones on, and you were listening to the Oz what Network. What would happen if they discovered the Malaysia flight, they find that little Jimmy was dying listening to Noah Groves' Oslet introduction interview? <laughs> that Jared Elliott reckoned there was somebody listening to him listening to Survivor Oz on the train next to him like I, I never believed that I'm sorry Jared if you're so that been a confirmed hoax I, I like it was great it was great to have a closing line of see you on the trains and it was great to have a belief for five minutes that we had a listener but like if, if I'm sitting next to someone on public transport and I see they're listening to a show that I'm involved in I'm, I'm gonna engage in conversation I'm happy or I used to do that when I worked at the Mercury. I was in a restaurant, uh, a cafe once, and there was this guy reading one of my articles and just happened to be one of the articles where my face was on it. And I just, like, leaned over his shoulder. I'm like, good article, that one, isn't it? And he kind of just, like, looked and turned to me. He's like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, yep, enjoy your day. I felt pretty special for two minutes in my life. So, you know. God, you're the worst. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's true. Uh <laughs> Anyway, um, rip to Malaysian <laughs> Airlines. Uh, so, the we're at Jack's dad's long overdue funeral because <laughs> Jack wanted one. Um, and <laughs> who should approach him at the funeral? <laughs> God. You think Emily DeRabin's Just when we got... <laughs> Just when we got rid of Claire for a season. Okay. Now, we've all seen the Australian episode of The Simpsons, right? Where they put on those terrible Australian accents. <laughs> this woman... What is this? ...has the worst Australian accent. Oh, yeah. You want to know the unbelievable thing? My daughter was on that plane, too. <laughs> Oh, they was clear. <laughs> the picture they've used for Carol Littleton on Lost Future is the biggest dirt face as well. And I, the worst thing is, right, thinking, okay, she's probably American. Fair enough, it's hard for an American to do the accent. She's British! Like, how hard is it to go from British <laughs> to Australian? You're halfway there. You really are! Like... Oh, my Lord. Yeah, anyway, so, oh, yes, you'll never believe who was on the plane with you. Um, You'd think for a lead character's parent, (laughs) they would at least... How many struggling actors are there in America that are from Australia? Oh, I mean, God, we took took over Hollywood for a while. I mean, fucking get Hugh Jackman and put a wig on him. Like, I mean, Jesus, like, just... Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, was it? He was dealing home and away at this point. the hair. Yeah, exactly. Um, he could have been like, hello, I'm Mrs. Littleton. Uh, something like that. Um, who else was, like, yes. Nicole Kim is probably a bit too famous, but, um, oh, I don't know, Naomi Watts? <laughs> Gary Sweet? <laughs> Why not? 
Gary Sweet could have played. <laughs> oh, God. Anything. Anyway, so um, this is a big reveal. Jack finds out that uh, he is Claire's sister, uh, brother. <laughs> well, <laughs> put a wig on Jack and he's Claire's sister. <laughs> um, half-sister. So, yep. And then, of course, we get the little moment where she walks past Kate and Aaron. Oh, you got a beautiful baby boy there. <laughs> Can't even do yeah. it. So, <laughs> in some ways, I like that they've kind of put to rest this plotline a little bit. In another way, it's just everything about this scene is awful. It, Even down to the, you know what the weird thing <laughs> is, Jack, <laughs> Dr. Shepard, she was on your plane, followed by the dramatic <laughs> music, and Jack, like, <laughs> doing his weird <laughs> hand thing. Doing his weird it, hand thing. You, you know the weird hand I thing. I do the weird hand thing, yep. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. Everything about this scene, even though I like that they've kind of put a conclusion on this a bit, it's just so bad. Um, is it, this is the last time we see uh, Carol Littleton? No. no? <laughs> she's back next season. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> she's in, I think she's in two episodes. Oh, come on! <laughs> Why? Yeah, she is. She's... <laughs> <laughs> She'll be coming back. How many is Boone in next season? Tell me he's in at least three. Uh, <laughs> Zero. Oh, get off it. Um, I love that it says in her trivia, the role was played by someone else in Parvion because she had no lines. For Carol's reappearance, they, uh, a new actress was recast. And Susan Durden was cast. Since this was an actual acting part. Well, a bit of a shit, shitting on extras. There. Poor blonde woman in car accident. Yeah, but she... Arlene Newman Van Asperen, who was in that episode, was probably much better than Susan Durden. I reckon we should get her on the show and just be like, hey, how do you feel Arlene. like being shat all over by Lostpedia? Uh, actual acting. Actual acting. Actual acting. All right. Emily DeRaven tried to actually act for six seasons. Didn't get her far. And he's old derpy derp face dead on the road. Probably did a good job. Actually. Oh, Arlene was Miss Hawaii 2005. Oh, all right. Is she attractive? Yeah. Cool. All right. Good for her. Just asking for a friend. I love how, like... Littleton is a pun on Hamlet. What? What? <laughs> Wait, Hamlet's the one with the skull, right? I don't know enough about Shakespeare to know how Littleton is a pun on Hamlet. <laughs> or not to be... That Emily DeRaven doing Shakespeare. Now, there's <laughs> something you would line up to see. To That's be the the stage or the... not to be. That is the question. Em- Emily DeRaven does Shakespeare. That's the name of her new play. <laughs> you have Cynthia Watros gets lost. Emily DeRaven does Shakespeare. I love here theories. They're really going all out. She is pretending to be Australian to cover up her true identity. Then someone else responds saying the poor accent is a giveaway. They could have easily cast an Australian actress, but they chose not to. Yep. Every fake Australian in any form of media <laughs> is only pretending to be... What? Are you telling me that the Prime Minister in The Simpsons isn't really the Australian Prime Minister? 
Um, She's anything to add on the flash forward that I haven't uh, mentioned or covered or no none of it's kind of vital stuff but I like all of it though. I agree I li- yeah I, I kind of like everything that's going on here uh, so I guess with the island again we'll follow Lost Petey's, uh lead here and just kind of just go through everything because I mean we've kind of got things going on but it's all grouped together I guess so um, we have uh, the aftermath of the helicopter dropping the satellite phone uh and rose rose is into it recently isn't she rose is like all over the place <laughs> we like rose um yeah she's back she is back with a vengeance uh what do they say like about the phone like have you tried calling it <laughs> calling someone but then there's monitor only mode so they can hear Lapidus and Kimi talking so that they can to land somewhere over there that they're five clicks out what is a click has it ever been explained what a click is? If this episode came out today, they'd just drop an iPhone next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what was those ones? Those ones that kept exploding a few years ago? They could have used them as bombs. Uh, <laughs> Samsung notes or whatever they were. Um, so, of course, our hero Jack wants to follow the helicopter. I actually, look, I, I get the whole our hero thing more and more, but I also kind of weirdly appreciate Jack in these three episodes. <laughs> Don't know why. I like the stuff with Locke that's coming up, but uh, yeah, anyway, that's still a bit away. Yeah, but with the appendicitis, it's the very definition of our hero off on the. That vital storyline is really coming into play now because our hero Jack <laughs> is storming off with a bleeding stomach and Juliet's sick burn of don't bleed to death. Oh, <laughs> calm down, Juliet. You'll hurt yourself. It- yeah, it's not a coincidence that this is kind of one of the last scenes they really share anything together. Like, this romance is dead. Oh, and I'm the one that's shipping these two. Um, so, yeah, Jack's going off. Juliet chucks a hissy fit. She's going to have shirtless Sawyer to play with very soon. Um, and then Kate, of course, goes off with Jack because why not? Um, Faraday, meanwhile, finds his journal finds the orchid, tells Charlotte that they're using the secondary protocol and they've got to leave the island immediately. Fuck, Charlotte just keeps getting worse. Can I just point this <laughs> out? Like, just, oh, like, just shut up. Um, especially when she, like, tries to lie. Like, I don't know. I, I'm assuming the actress is trying to, like, be all not so, but, like, she's just bad at pretending to lie. Like, no wonder everyone calls her out for a bullshit every five seconds. Ugh. <laughs> Um, She'll be dead in like six seconds. Oh, no, what a shame. Uh, <laughs> please don't hurt my feelings. Uh, Kate finds out that Jack's bleeding. Uh, what, was, what does she say? Like, oh, you know how people, you can tell that they're lying because they look away. You do exactly the opposite. What, Jack's looking at you and he's li- like, what? <laughs> trust me, trust, if I was trust lying, me, Kate. you would know. <laughs> if I was lying, you'd know about it. <laughs> um, sure. Uh, and I also love the fact that all of a sudden they just hear, like, noises cracking. Like, we're going to get Kate being old jungle woman soon, tracking their double backing and everything and all this sort of stuff. Then all of a sudden we've got Dum Dum Miles and Dum Dum Sawyer with crack, crack, snapple, snapple coming through the jungle. <laughs> like, um, I love Miles. Just Miles just gets better and better every single time. Uh, and then Aaron is being carried by Sawyer. And I, oh, it's really cute. It, it is, but you know the funniest thing is here where they like he tries to explain about Claire, like where's Claire? 
Oh, she went into the jungle. We looked for her for about a day, but then we just kept walking. <laughs> like, oh, she's not here. Every single other person that goes missing, they put out like search parties and they're worried clearly <laughs> for a day. Oh, well. This is not the first time she's been missing, so maybe they're just like the Claire that cried wolf. There goes Claire again off on one of her random little adventures. Uh, <laughs> um, we looked for her, but I, I love the check. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not my half-sister that I don't know about yet. Um, so I tells him about the being attacked, and uh, Jack wants to go into the jungle still. Of course he does. So like, uh, you're talking about those guys that blew up half of New Otherton? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, great. And, and, of course, Sawyer ends up going off with Jack. What does he say? Like, oh, you know, you're not going to die alone or something like that. Like, yeah. drops a bit of a line there. Um, I, I realised after watching this of Lost, one of the reasons I love Lost is it's not unrealistic. Of course, it is very unrealistic, but a lot of the dialogue is kind of just... It's very Star Warsy or Indiana Jonesy. In people don't actually talk like it. it. In many ways, it feels like we're watching a TV show rather than we're in the show. But that's what I kind of like about it. Silly lines like well, "I'm not going to let you die alone." Like no one would ever say that. But I said it to five people today. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's got a very kind of. I think Star Wars is a good comparison, but it's got in its dialogue. It's got a very kind of movie feel to it um it's just that natural charisma though where it's kind of like yeah you're right like lines aren't necessarily spoken like that in real life but it it feels natural enough the way it's delivered that you believe it yeah and it's just it's it's fun lost is not realistic and i i like that we've got dialogue lines like this slightly off topic but it's not like us to go off topic. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, they <laughs> discover Lapita's handcuffed at the airport. I love that uh, Jack, I think, shouts out like, Lapita's! Like, it just it actually sounds like, Lapita's! The way he says it. Um, I don't understand the length of time it takes to get Lapita's uncuffed because they basically find a toolbox. They start to get him loose and then... Abandoned. And then he's still getting cut off like 10 episodes later or something like that. Um, so we find out that the mercenaries are at the Orchid waiting to capture Ben. Uh, and then of course, this is their big realization of like, who gives a shit? It's like, Hurley's with them. Gotta love the fact that they care so much about Hurley that they've got to rescue him. Claire, in the jungle for a day, who gives a shit? <laughs> Hurley's with Ben, drop everything and rescue him. <laughs> and that's the way it should be. <laughs> Help me, where's my baby? Shut up, Claire, we're gonna rescue Hurley. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Saeed, meanwhile, he's old lazy man Saeed, just being jungle man on the boat. I love how everyone rushes to the boat. Saeed! Uh, um, he, he found his way there okay, didn't he, Saeed? Um, informs, uh, everyone, uh, what's happening, uh, and then Faraday's gonna ferry people to the freighter while Saeed goes off into the jungle, basically, to, uh, find Jack. Um, and then Juliet's like, son's pregnant, she should go first. Discrimination against non-pregnant people, Juliet. Like, it's not other people's fault they're not pregnant. Um, and then, of course, Aaron goes back in the boat as well. 
Uh, so Saeed and Kate go off, and uh, Faraday does that with Sun. Uh, there's Jin, Sun, Aaron, and three other randoms who I guess are getting blown up on the boat. Like, who are the three on the other? Who are the other three there? Do do we know? No, but I guess yeah, they didn't really. They didn't really make it off the freighter, I guess. Mm. Uh, so yeah, this is Jungle Kate going off in the jungle, following tracks, and we're being double backed on. I can track. Oh, this is like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm sorry. Like, just I like Kate. But... Well, you know, you know that anyone who watches TV can like, yeah. handle a short fuse <laughs> with a lighter True. and a mattress. If I'm ever whatever, in a plane whatever. crash, I'm gonna know a lot because I've watched a lot of Lost and Survivor. <laughs> Like, hey, you're that podcast host that podcast about Lost and Survivor. You know everything. You can get Boston Rob to teach you how to make fire. <laughs> amber, you've got to get an amber light. Um, <laughs> yeah, but who is it? Appears it's none other than Jeff Probst himself. Richard Albert comes back. Poor old Richard gets a gun pointed at him before every other other every other other points a gun at um, Saeed and Kate. Not that we were missing Lydamar. <laughs> He's dead. Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> so that happens. And anyway, we've got Ben and Locke and uh, Hurley in the jungle. Um, and that there's only one place that they can move the islands at the Orchid. Um, and I do like the line when Hurley's like, you know, oh, why didn't you just move the island before? Uh, <laughs> Ben's just like, it's unpredictable. We can't do that. Uh, they find a hidden little case somewhere on a rock. Um, I love Locke just steps in there and kind of like, you know, opens it up and hands <laughs> Hurley a packet of crackers. <laughs> you realise they're 15 years old, right? <laughs> oh, I'd eat them. Oh, they're obviously quite good because like uh, Sawyer's going to try some and he enjoys them Sawyer's as well. glowing review. Um, so, uh, ben signals a light. Who Who is he signalling there? Do we find that out? Just some others, but I I do kind of like this. This kind of like we don't really see who it is, but I kind of think it works that way. That we don't know if these are others at the temple or if there's like a camp of others somewhere. But I like I like this kind of that the others have this sort of mirror system. It's kind of cool. I also like the way he's kind of like you know in like who are you talking to? Who do you think? And it's like what was the question? None of your business, John. <laughs> so, oh, Ben's great. What a man. What, Michael Emerson just being everything. Like, Donald Trump gets impeached. Michael Emerson, president. There, done. Oh, he'd be good. Simple, he'd be amazing. <laughs> like, he would just stand up there. But like, my fellow Americans, <laughs> the whole country would stand and applaud. Like, just think of the speech. And... Oh, my God. That'd be good, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh. He would be quite scary. I mean, they, they, they would get there and, like, you know, Kim Jong-un would be something like, I'm going to nuke you all. And he's just going to be like, so? <laughs> like, so? <laughs> don't you know that I've always got a plan? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he'd be great. It's a mirror out, starts flashing Canada. Mr. Trudeau, <laughs> wipe that makeup off your face and help me. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, Canada, Lord. you're fantastic. Let me into your country. I love you. Um so they get to the Orchid and then they find out that uh, Kimi and his men are there. And then Ben just like starts up a million and one instructions like, turn left, turn right, go here, go there. And he's like, what does he say? What are the flowers called? Oh, uh, 
It's not Azalea, is it? No. Iggy, no. It's Iggy Azalea. Yes, she is there. She is rapping. <laughs> um, she is a flower. <laughs> um, uh, no, I can't remember. Uh, and then Ben walks into the the orchid and basically just you know, hello, I'm Benjamin Linus. I believe you're looking for me. And then Kimi, that lovely smirk Kimi gives and knocks. Kimi's great in this finale. Oh, so good. Um, doesn't he know who Ben is though? Didn't he see in the window before with the daughter and no? Yeah, I think it's just Ben being. I ben. think he knows. Okay, right. I'm just dumb. Remember, um, I tell people who are reading my articles to think of me. Uh, anyway, so on the boat, on the freighter, um, Faraday. Uh, oh, I should have mentioned before when um, Faraday had Jin and Son that Jin's nice little line of "I told you I'd get you off the boat." Oh, nice little line. Uh, so Faraday. It is sweet, but it's also like, well, what did you do? <laughs> Hey, you leave Jin alone. <laughs> he sat there with his smouldering good looks. Uh, so they get to the freighter. And I, again, I love how because Kimi's gone and the captain's dead, everyone's just happy to help these people now. Like, no one's clearly <laughs> loyal to Kimi or the captain. They're just like, oh, look, survivors. <laughs> um, so Desmond's the captain now, apparently. I'm the captain now. <laughs> look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now, brother. Uh, so he helps get them back up in the boat. In comes Michael, and of course we've got to have another shocked look on people's faces when uh, Jin and Sun see Michael for the first time. Where I'm from, Korean people don't like meeting me again. Um, so uh, the engine's fixed. We meet who is this new captain? Hendrix is his name. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was another Australian guy. Is his name Hendrix? Well, this is the captain guy, Hendrix. Well, I think he's Australian. Why doesn't he play? Claire's mum. Um, <laughs> oh, played by Noah Craft. Played, there you go. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's me. That's my stage. Yeah. Casting description of Hendrix was Milbanks, 30s to 50s, Australian. Rug- 30s to 50s Ooh. is a bit of a broad brush there. Uh, Australian, <laughs> rugged, smart, works outdoor with his hands. The kind of guy you'd want, to, want with you to get out of a tough situation. Co-star, must be authentically Australian. Or be able to do an impeccable Australian accent. Wait, let me get this right. They wanted this guy to be authentically Australian for his one line. Hang on. But the mother of one of our lead characters. Well, it comes here underneath. It is possible that he was cast as an Australian to disguise the casting of Carol Littleton at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) The conspiracy. Oh, out of all the main characters, Jeff. Who's Jeff? Hang on. <laughs> what? Is his name Hendrix? Who's Jeff? Hendrix <laughs> <laughs> is Jeff. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's another person in the thing that says Jeff, but this isn't Jeff, this is Hendrix. He <laughs> can't even get his name right. Je- Jeff is a crew member on the freighter. So did Desmond discover Michael in the engine room where he was working with Jeff to fix the engines. <laughs> Different person. <laughs> Racist against Australians. They all look the same. Um, it is likely that he met. Oh, Jeff has only met Desmond. It is likely that he met Daniel, Charlotte, Frank, and Miles too, because they were a part of the science team. Ooh. Oh my god! I do love the date of death: thirtieth of December, two thousand and four. Manner of death: blown up by C four. Um, oh. So they're basically rescued Didn't... on New Year's Eve. There you go. There's your New Year's Eve. Pretty bit. Um. So anyway, Hendrix, Jeff, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> the engine 
uh, works, but then they can't get closer to the island because they can't basically find out where the reef is because there's some RF interference coming from the boat, so Desmond's going to find it. Uh, so then they go, they go in and find what's <laughs> happening it is, and, of course, there is a giant shitload of C4. Just reminds me of uh, Rush Hour. That's C4? I've been looking all over town for this shit, man! Um, that's a very bad Chris Tucker impersonation. I'm sorry, Chris Tucker. Uh, and then, yeah, so there's a crap load of... Is this, this isn't the scene when Desmond's like, if I just create this fire, boom. If I do this, boom. If I do this, boom. That's then, next episode. And Jim's just like, boom. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically what's happening on the freighter. I really shouldn't have done that one last. That's kind of a bit of an anticlimax, but <laughs> thanks, Lostpedia. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically the episode. A lot happening. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, any any final thoughts on Hendrix or Noah Craft <laughs> who plays? Uh... I just yeah, it's a it's a great uh, kind of setup for the three parts. It's quite a long, quite a lot of content for one episode, and this just feels like ten minutes. Some last episodes, you're looking at the clock. Is it over yet? This just flashes by. Um, and yeah, even though I've seen it eight, nine, ten times, it just gripped me straight back in, like action packed. I agree. I definitely agree. Noah Craft, by the way, this was his very first acting role. Still did a better job than freaking Emily DeRaven. Um, he actually is a uh, stage designer and helped design the award winning film Frost Nixon. So there you go. Mm. Um. Some trivia for this episode. Uh, Membata, the name of the island Oceanic claimed the six lived on, is Indonesian for doubt or uncertainty. Um, <laughs> you can see a Geronimo Jackson record uh, near the DJ at Hurley's party. Uh, the mirror Ben used is called a heliograph or signaling mirror. They were commonly used by military forces mm. in the early half of the 20th century. They are still included in survival kits for emergency signaling to search and rescue F- aircraft. They typically have directions printed on the non-reflective side. Ooh. Uh, at Hurley's surprise birthday party, Saeed is seen sporting a wedding band, implying that he and Nadia have been married at this point. So Sure it wasn't girl number eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, on the enhanced version, oh, we've already gone over this, <laughs> um, Echo's church can be seen in this episode. Oh. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> good to know. Uh, the silhouette of an unidentified person can be seen briefly behind Karen as she talks to the Oceanic Six in the cargo hold, <laughs> sitting a few rows back from them. Cool. Uh, um, all right. Any any questions? Answers? Uh, I don't think so. Um, no, Nathan Fillion. We established that before. Yeah. I got nothing. Cool. All right. Uh, what are we doing with this episode? I think Noah, Noah just died. Um, just don't have any questions. <laughs> just don't have any questions, Ben. Leave me alone. Uh, what are we doing with this episode? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely buying this. Um, this is such a great setup for the three part. I love the Isle Island stuff just as, as much as I love the flash forwards and... So many great moments. I could rewatch this episode so much. So definitely a buy. Uh, yes, I agree. It is definitely a buy. I have ranked this. This is a tricky one to rank because, like, I like all 
these episodes and just but looking all the ones above it like I've ranked this 35th whoa but I feel it should be higher than that what's in between your hearts and mind <laughs> um well it's below the man from Tallahassee but live together die alone part one is just above that as well and it's a, oh, they're good episodes too. it's above meet Kevin Johnson um <laughs> it's better than that yeah, I, I mean, I feel the other two are much better, but this is still a good episode, so, you know. I guess if you were to combine these like you obviously do, um, it would be a lot higher, but uh, it's my decision. Shut up. Um. <laughs> Henry, Jeff, and Karen. Yeah, <laughs> Karen. <laughs> oh, Karen. Uh, so, next week, well, actually, it's not next week, it's basically today. If you're listening to this, you can download part two, because you've still got two more episodes to get to today. Uh, we are doing part two of this episode. Anything to add on part two of this episode, Noah? Uh, let's get to it. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Shut up, Ben. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe, do all that sort of shit. Don't fucking bother, right? Just skip to the next one. Uh, my name is <laughs> Ben. And... Mm, rodents. Uh, my name is Noah and... Ooh, Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. <laughs>